Hey y'all, this is Betsy Orton with the Dickey Foundation. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Dickey's Doing Good podcast, uh, where we're telling good stories about good people doing good things in the community. Uh, my guest today is Lieutenant Bob Owens, who retired after 40 years with Dallas Police Department. He also served in the Marines uh, and with DPD. He served with SWAT, he was with Vice, he was with Special Projects, and he did many other amazing, incredible projects there. He's also a Dickey Foundation board member, so I'm so thrilled to have Bob joining us today. Bob, we're thrilled that, to, to get a little bit of your time and talk about uh, that. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up going into law enforcement. I moved to Dallas when I was six years old. My father was a, uh, was in the Army after World War II, and uh, he got a job with Texas Instruments. So he was an electrical engineer and did a lot of work on uh, the initial uh, transistor work and was involved with the team that actually developed the transistors, integrated circuits. So anyway, we moved to Dallas. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I went to OU because I wanted to go into Naval ROTC. And they had that program at OU. And I was there about a year and the Vietnam War was going on and I felt, you know, like a lot of people kind of felt guilty about being in college. So I went in the Marine Corps. And I had about a year, year and a half of college. And when I got out, I... Uh, I didn't know I was going to go career military, but during the early 70s, the uh, military fell on pretty hard times and they were running everybody out. So it was a lot of cutbacks, a lot of drug problems, racial problems in the service. So I decided I wouldn't go back after I uh, completed my career or my uh, degree. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I kind of took police department job just to see. You know, if I'd like it, like it's fun. It's kind of like a service, you know, you're with, you know, a team and, uh, you know, you're serving the, the city. So I was going to try it out. And uh, You played cops and robbers growing up and decided oh, sure. being a cop sounded like fun? Yeah, I was always the, uh, I, was, I was the robber, but uh, <laughs> that's the better part. It was the easier part. But uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to try it and I didn't think I'd stay. But I stayed for four years, and it was, it was a great career, a long time. What was your favorite part about being, being a police officer? You know, everybody says this, uh, that you really your best time was when you were a patrol officer, when you first start, because it's so new. It, it's it, a lot of fun. Uh, you stay busy, and it's, it's really doing the job that everybody thinks is a cop job and that's patrolling streets, answering calls and, uh, you know, helping people. And that was, I remember I talked to a chief one time and he, uh, he said that, you know, he, he really hated what he was doing being a chief, but he enjoyed that there was less people to tell him what to do. So <laughs> that's kind of why I ended up getting, getting promoted. But the best job was a patrol officer. Okay, sure. so because you, you moved around in several different divisions within within DPD, I mean, kind of which which one of those was kind of the most challenging for you? Uh, I'd say, well, challenging, probably challenging was special projects. I was involved with the uh, I, first made lieutenant. I was sent to dispatch, uh, and I was over special projects, and that was we were putting the nine one one telephone system in. Uh, that was one of my projects. We put the computers in the cars, 
that was uh, one of my projects. And those are the things that, and a new call center for, for 911, a new dispatch center. So I, I really didn't, it really wasn't a cop job. And I didn't really, you know, I'd sit in meetings with computer people and radio people. And I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> I was trying not to say anything, it looked too stupid. But it was, it was fun. And the computers in the cars, I mean, just think, that is, that is such a big thing for cops, having a computer in the car. Now it's, those computers are pretty limited in what they can do, but now it's it's amazing. So, that so, was so all these officers don't even know that they have you to thank for uh, making sure they have yeah. their computers in the car. <laughs> well, yeah. that, that, that's so cool. I, I love that you were able to, to help so many ways. So kind of talking about new officers coming in, what, what is something that you would tell new officers that, that are coming and joining joining a police force anywhere, whether it's a big city or, or elsewhere? What, what would be a piece of advice that you would share with them? Yeah, I think the the main thing is that they they need to know what they're getting into. They they should talk to officers and of of the department they're trying to join and to see what type of department it is with the officers, you know, how their leadership is in the city and in the in the department, and then uh, and then enjoy it. I, I I enjoyed every minute of it. I think most people, you know, they're hard times right now, but uh, I think most of the officers, you know, they're in it for the right reason and they enjoy their job. And it's, it's something that it's not like any other job. You know, you're outside, you're not stuck in an office unless you want to be. <laughs> and, and that's one of the good things about a police agency, especially or a sheriff's department, is that you can do pretty much anything. You can be, you work with computers if they have that. You can be in patrol, you can be in SWAT, you can fly helicopters, you can have canine, you can... Uh, and then you get to take your dog to work, so that's kind of fun. Take your dog to work. <laughs> you know, and a canine officer spends seven hours at work and one hour on his dog. So you, there is that, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a good, like if you go to DEA, you're gonna be in narcotics. You can be a narcotics and police department. But you don't have to stay there for your entire career. So that's the various jobs you could have: detective, homicide, uh, all kinds of, yeah, basically anything. In the police department, for sure. And you know, obviously, there there've been kind of a lot of misunderstandings about law enforcement. You know, particularly of late in the last few months. But kind of, what do you think is the most misunderstood thing by the public? Like, kind of, what are what are the most misunderstood things of, about law enforcement? Well, I think the, the main thing that, that people don't understand is just, you know, how violent, uh, you know, a, a big city is, how much violence there is, and that you're subjected to that every day. You know, when we, when a, a new grand jury is first seated, they, they let them rock along for a few weeks, few months, because every day they're, they're brought, brought cases of, you know, rapes, murders, terrible things, crimes against children. And so, and the people, what you hear from all the time is, hey, we had no, no idea these things were happening in our city. And they are every day, uh, every day it happens. So the, the, the amount of violence and, and you, if you're going to arrest somebody that fights you violently, you have to use force against that person. And I don't think they understand that 
you know, how, what it takes to put some people under arrest. They, they don't want to go. For sure, absolutely. I mean, if someone doesn't want to go, they're, they're probably putting up a fight with you. And, you know, I, I think our law enforcement, obviously, and our first responders do incredible work, keeping keep us all safe, really. Um, but gonna tell, can you tell me about an experience that you had as an officer, something that, that happened while, while you were while you were working with DPD that, that really touched your heart? Kind of, I'm, I'm sure there were a lot of experiences, but something that you, you look back and it, it really kind of changed how you did things. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is when you when we had a, a case with a child, who parents, uh, the husband or the father killed the, the mother and then killed himself. And we get the call, we get there and the baby's there, you know, unharmed in the crib. And you just you look at that and, I, you know, you just think, how is this child going to grow up? How, how are they, you know, how are they going to live their life after you know, when they hear they're the fortunate uh, baby was too young to really understand what was going on but it'll be explained to them. I mean, how do you live with that as a, you know, as an adult uh, i think that you know you just got to have that empathy for people like that and you think you know you want to hate the father but you know what what would bring him to do that but i guess the saving grace was he didn't hurt the child I mean, kind of talking about that and mental health, I mean, kind of the mental fortitude that it takes to, to be to, to be a police officer. I mean, can, can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, the things that you, you've seen that, as you said, the general public has no idea about what, what kind of might be going on in their city. I mean, and obviously, you've, you've seen quite a bit of that. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it makes it hard. And you just have to, you have to realize it's just part of the job. You have to talk to people about it. You know your significant other or go to you know if you talk to peer counselors in, in my agency they have peer counselors so these are people that are police officers current police officers retired police officers and you can talk to them for free uh, you know no judgment and you know just just share those things with them because you know if you leave it bottled up it's it's gonna be hard on you so that i think dallas does a good job you know People are afraid to go to a professional counselor that's that's paid by the agency. Well, there's a stigma. There's still a stigma around there's, it. There's a stigma, and you're afraid. You, you know, police are generally fairly paranoid, and you know, the thought is, though, you know, he's going to report or she's going to report what I said to the chief or the agency, and it's going to affect my career. So the peer counseling positions a really good thing. You can talk to people that you trust and you, they aren't being paid by the agency and have been in the situations that you have been. All right, we're gonna change, change direction a little bit. Talk to me about kind of two or three people who, who have really helped you and made, made a difference in your life. Uh, I guess first would be my father, uh, because uh, lost him four years ago. Uh, but he was uh, always, uh, like I say he was an electrical engineer, uh, worked at TI when the new, the TI plant opened up on Central. He was in there uh, when that opened that building, and he he was uh, he was just a hard worker and a good man, and uh, he taught me a lot. You know, I think he was kind of disappointed when I joined the police department. But I said, "Dad, I I'm not as smart as you. I'm, <laughs> I cannot get an engineering degree." Well, I think feel like police have a lot of street smarts, so you, you might have had oh, that. There. Might have had that. Well, he had that too. <laughs> But I'd say him, uh, 
you know, a couple of chiefs that I worked with, worked for and worked with, significant in my life. Uh, Floyd Simpson, who was a chief in Dallas, he, uh, I worked for him a couple of times. Uh, he later left Dallas and uh, uh, was in Corpus and then was killed in a motorcycle accident. We always kept hoping he'd come back to Dallas, but never did. He taught me a lot because he was, he was from Chicago, actually, and uh, never asked him how he got down here. But uh, he was- couldn't, a, couldn't handle the cold winters. <laughs> uh, couldn't, couldn't get a job, but uh, he was a great chief and uh, a great mentor to me. He taught me a lot when I was at the police academy. Uh, he put me over the police academy twice, two different times. Not because I didn't do good the first time. <laughs> he, uh, I went back to SWAT and then I went, I was over the basic academy, went back to SWAT, then he brought me back to the uh, in-service academy. That's wonderful. It sounds like you, you've been, been over some teaching things. So what's the most important thing that you've learned in your life? I guess the most important thing I've learned is uh, how important your reputation is. You know, that I, I used to tell the rookies in the academy, I said, you're You've already started your reputation here in this, this agency because people talk. And if you're a hard worker, they say that. If you're not, they say that too. And they, they're they already talking about you and you hadn't even got out of the police academy yet. So I think your reputation, your character, that is your character, is real important. Being, you know, doing the right thing, nobody's looking. So oh, cliche people use. I, I'd say that's most important. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, I completely agree with you. It, it sound, it's it's one of those things we hear, but it's it, it makes a lot of sense. It's doing the right thing. Um, and obviously that, that's so important to us with the foundation and having you as a foundation board member is wonderful. And kind of talk, talk to me about kind of why giving back is, is important to you. Well, it's because, uh, you know, we, we had a lot in Dallas. We had a lot of people, that, uh, civilians that helped the agency there and you don't see that other places that uh you know we donate stuff donated to us and uh you know training things like that and so you know i i, I really jumped at the chance to be on the foundation because the biggest thing i i can bring to it is you know i i'm kind of a gear person and i i've always been interested in the gear and the equipment it's fun fun toys lots of cool gear the toys and <laughs> So, you know, what I try to bring to the foundation is uh, this works, this doesn't work, they won't use that. You know, the, uh, one of the board members talks about boys and their toys. And a, <laughs> police are the world's worst. I mean, they, will, they want everything. And they, they, there's never enough. So, you, you know, you gotta have somebody that says, they don't need that. They, that'll end up in the trunk of the car. And then five years from now, you won't know what happened to it. You know, it's gone. It was probably left in the car when they sold the car. So that's why I try to bring it. And I really enjoy it. I like going out to the agencies, the different police agencies, and fire agencies, and, you know, talking directly to the end users. Absolutely. I mean, we, we so value your expertise and you share that with us with the foundation and make it possible for us to, to give really meaningful um, gifts to, to our first responders. And so kind of if, if you could step into my shoes and you don't actually have to put my shoes on, don't worry. Uh, if, you, if you could step into my shoes, what, what question would you have asked uh, that I haven't asked you yet? I guess uh, the biggest thing that, 
that uh, people always ask is, is uh, why did you stay so long? And, and I, you know, the reason is I love every day going to work. You know, I had good bosses for the most part, <laughs> uh, almost all the time. But uh, and I had good people working for me, and it was just it was enjoyable. And I, you know, you you won't hear, rarely hear someone stays in the police department four years, but I, I enjoyed every day. That's remarkable. And thank you. Thank you so much for your service. I mean, 40 years is, is a lifetime with DPD. It's a lifetime of service and we appreciate that. So I'm kind of going to wrap it up now. And I mean, because we are Dickey, the Dickey Foundation, Dickey's Barbecue, I've got to ask, what's your favorite Dickey's meat and favorite Dickey's side? Well, I had today the chicken. I, I, I like the chicken. I think our chicken's an unsung hero. I yeah, think it's it really good. good. It, was, it was good. I like sausage too. Don't get me wrong, but I, I know it, it doesn't like me as much as I like that. And I think probably again, uh, fried okra for a side Heck yeah. is, is good. And I like coleslaw, but I, I pretty much uh, there's really nothing on there I won't eat. <laughs> well, that's fun. All right, we finish it up with we like to finish it up with our lightning round. So I'm going to give you two choices, and you got to give me one of those. All right, barbecue beans or jalapeno beans? Jalapeno. All right, sweet or unsweet tea? Unsweet. Wow, that's controversial in Texas. All right, chopped or sliced brisket? Uh, I'd, I'd probably chopped. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, sauce or no sauce? Sauce, definitely. Sauce, okay, well, so are we doing original spicy or sweet? Original. Oh, good call. Uh, brisket or pulled pork? A few years ago, I would have said brisket for sure, but I, I don't know that pulled pork is, is excellent. You know? So I'd, I'd go pulled pork now. All right, last one, ribs or wings? Oh, ribs. Yeah. I don't <laughs> awesome. really like wings that much. I mean, right. Ribs are excellent. Our, our ribs are pretty good, but you know, you got to try our wings too. They're pretty delicious, but awesome. Thank you so much, Bob. I so appreciate it. Again, my guest has been Lieutenant Bob Owens uh, with Dallas Police Department and Dickey Foundation board member. We so appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Bob. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It was great that we could share our stories with you. Um, if you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.